Hello everyone, welcome back to the prep updates. So end of week four, one month in, and I'm going to use this as a bit of a monthly reflection. So, you know, like it has got off to a very good start. There's no denying that. I'm really happy. I don't think I've ever had a first month of a photo shoot prep go this well. Um, and, you know, I'm pleased because it's due to a lot of the changes that I decided to make and a lot of the, I guess, reflections that I had. I think every time you go through this process, you reflect on what went well, what didn't, and make changes. Very similar to what I do with clients, you know, I help them kind of, you know, assess where potentially things slip up and how they can put strategies in place to improve it next time. I'm essentially fast tracking that process um, for them. But yeah, definitely been one of the best starts that I've had. So just a quick rundown on the stats. And then I'm just going to move the mic just so it's a little bit closer. There we go. I'm going to give you a quick rundown on the stats as usual. Um, and then I'm going to go into some other things that I think has made this month go as well as it has. So average weight, 86.4, down from 87.2 the previous week. So 0.8 kilos down, uh, you know, around the 80, well, 86 kilo body weight. Um, it's pretty much 1% a week again. So pretty bang on the money with the rate of loss that I want to be going at. And if we look at that from a sort of like highest to lowest, 86.1 this morning, down from 89.5 on the 2nd of January. So three and a half kilos off across January. I do expect, I think I'm holding on to a little bit of water because um, of a few food choices over the weekend, a few, you know, a bit, bit more salt in there. Um, I do expect before I go for Hamburg on Thursday to drop into the 85s. My target was to be about four kilos down in January. So um, I, I do expect that that's probably going to happen because I'm having a few slightly more aggressive days now as well in the run up to Hamburg. So yeah, I mean, it's three and a half to four kilos down in January. I'm, I'm happy with that at my body weight. Um, that's it's a good pace. So in terms of stats for this week, haven't really changed anything, to be honest. So average steps, again, at 13,400. So there were 13,600 last week. So pretty much exactly the same. Average calories at 1,995. So again, pretty much exactly the same. And then cardio and training, exactly the same. So 300 calories per day on, on cardio, on the bike, and then five gym sessions with push-pull legs. Um, what, what am I doing? <laughs> push-pull legs upper lower, that's the one. Um, but just with the slightly adjusted lower body session. So the, the second lower body is now actually a bit more of just a, a push um, on target areas just to reduce the overall fatigue. So yeah, nothing has changed and, you know, the, the way to think about this is this setup, if, if I'm dropping at 1% a week, I will continue to drop at 1% a week for quite a while on this setup. There's no real need for me to make changes when I'm being so consistent. Um, the only time that you would really make changes is if you've got a lot going on from a social perspective or if you can't stick to it or you know, you've got business trips, all that sort of stuff. But because I've been very, very consistent week on week, I've not needed to make any changes. However... Obviously, this week is going to be a little bit different because I've got my first little pit stop. Um, so Thursday to Monday, pretty much. I mean, most of this kind of like check-in week, if you like, is going to be spent away from home in different routine, doing different things. So next week's update, I'm sure, is going to be a little bit different. Um, but just some reflections, I guess, on why I think this month has been relatively easy. Like, there's been no major challenges. 
obviously it is the first month so i am carrying a little bit more body fat than i will be at the later stages of the prep so there's that obviously that makes a difference if you're not like lean lean that there are a few side effects like a little bit of hunger here and there but it tends to be a little bit easier before when you when you start to get sort of like i don't know 15 12 10 percent body fat that's where it starts to get a bit more tough um but yeah all good so let's let's have a look at some of the reflections so the first one is the power of streaks so i said to myself that i was going to do 300 calories of cardio and 12,000 steps every day in january had i not said that i was going to do it every day in january and actually got on a good run with it there would have been a few times last week when i think i would have just left it because i went to see meet up with ben uh, one of my long-term clients for a training session on friday and we went for nando's after we had a chat um you know we, we were sat there talking for an hour or so i didn't get back from burton until about 10 o'clock at night had i not created this streak and it might seem a little bit pointless or not necessarily pointless people might use the word obsessed um but i don't care obsessed <laughs> obsessed tends to bring good results when it comes to this but had i not created that streak i almost definitely would not have done my cardio that night because it was 10 30 at night but because i'd created this streak i was like no i'm gonna do it and likewise there's been a few moments with steps where i've been busy i've just wanted to do more work but you know Oh, obviously not client work. Client work gets done as always, but just stuff like resources or um, stuff for the podcast, like just little bits like that that I feel like I wanted to finish. It's not that it's not going to get done, but you know that moment where you're like, oh, I, I don't really want to go out for a walk. I just want to get this done before I go to bed so I can sleep easy. Um, there's been a few of those moments. Now, if you just said to me at the start of January that I was going to do 9,300 calories worth of cardio and 386,345 steps in January. I would have been a bit overwhelmed by that. I'd have been like, fucking hell, that's a lot. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. Um, but that's the power of creating a bit of a streak and breaking it down into a daily process goal. So really, I mean, 300 calories a day on the bike hasn't felt that hard. Like it's 25 minutes. After the gym, I'll get in and just get on the bike, reply to messages. You know, I, I, it's pretty chill. It's not like strenuous. And then on rest days, just jumping on there for 25 minutes. Like it's, it's not a huge commitment, but that has equated to, like I say, nearly 10,000 calories worth of cardio done in January. That's a lot. That That's like, you've got to say that's probably two or three pounds worth of the fat that I've lost has come from that additional output. And also it's allowed me to keep my, my calories high. So my calories have been pretty much 2,000 a day. For me, like to be dropping 1% a week on 2,000 calories a day on average, is, is, it's a good amount of food, but it's only come from me being able to move a little bit more. And obviously you've got to keep the relationship with this healthy. There is a sweet spot. You don't want to just be moving more so you can eat more. Like I'm not going to do an extra 200 calories a day just so I can have an extra chocolate bar in the evening because that's where it starts to get a bit weird. But I do like to be in a position where I do have a little bit of uh, wiggle room and have enough food going in for satiety and, and nutrients and all that sort of stuff. So I prefer to do it this way around. Um, and I think that's one of the things that's making this easier than last prep. But last prep, I didn't move as much until the later stages. I did it when I had to because I was a bit behind with where I wanted to be. And that wasn't great because that was stressful. Whereas now I'm doing it from a place of let's get ahead of the game. And it feels nice. It feels like a good start. So yeah, the power of streaks and the power of ticking off a daily process goal when it comes to these habits that you're trying to create. Because now in all honesty, 
I think the calories and the, the steps, like they're pretty much here to stay, I think, for the prep. I don't really see why I would need to drop them out unless it's one of my little pit stops. So at the start of the month, I wouldn't have anticipated that that would be something I could keep up. But now that I've been doing it for a month, it just it's part of my routine and it actually feels pretty manageable in line with everything else that I've got going on from a, a workload perspective. And that is it's actually, you know, quite a nice way to wind down sitting on the bike at the end of the day. So yeah, power of habits, power of streaks. If you want to create a new habit, if you want to get something really locked into your routine, tell yourself you're going to do it every day for a month and don't give yourself any wiggle room. And it probably at the end of that month will actually be easier than you think. So that's one little reflection. Um, in terms of like last week's challenges, so sleep was obviously the big one that I mentioned. Uh, oh, the chair sounds like it's about to snap. Um, so that was the one thing that I really worked on this week and that had big results as well. So I, I was just a bit firmer with myself where it was like 10 o'clock every night, devices go off and what I was doing, I'm going to sound like such an old man, but I got some of the like Twinings uh, night blend. I'm going to be honest, I got sold into this by listening to the high performance podcast um not because i think it's magic like i hate it stephen bartlett's the worst like every time i go on social media there's an ad with him being sponsored saying i think this is the best thing i've ever done for my health like no just no but i heard jake humphrey talking about this night blend and i was like do you know what it's not that the night blend is magic it's the fact that the night blend will give that this this cup of tea is going to give me like an official switch off point unwind it marks the day it's helping me form a new routine and a new habit so down in tools at 10 o'clock i've been having a cup of this nighttime blend whatever it is my magnesium caps i've been journaling a little bit from the day i've been reading a chapter of the book and then I've been going to bed. So I had an hour in between my sleep time at about 11, which resulted in me getting an, an extra hour of sleep pretty much across the week on average um, and better quality sleep as well. And the difference was night and day. Like this week, really, there wasn't that many challenges at all because of the sleep. So sleep is a big one. Um, if you have the luxury of looking after your sleep and you're wanting to get in shape, just get the sleep because it will make your life easier. Don't, like last time I did a photo shoot prep, I remember I was doom scrolling in bed um, quite a lot and it did impact my, my sleep last time. I wasn't very strict with it and it made the whole process harder. Again, if you've got kids and you don't have the luxury of controlling your sleep that well, you just have to sometimes not go quite as aggressive and not do as much exercise. So generally speaking, like the more, the more your sleep is disrupted, the less recovery capability you've got from exercise. So that's where you might have to go down the route of going with a slower deficit, slightly less output, slightly more input, um, but without going off on a tangent because I don't have kids. So, you know, very fortunate that I can control. And again, this is where you should always look at things through the perspective of if you've got the blessing to look after this this stuff, like do it because there's a lot of people that would kill. You know, I know, I know for a fact I've got a few clients that are going to be listening to this and thinking, you bastard. <laughs> um because I've got the luxury to do it. So if you're trying to get yourself in shape, go for a transformation and you're staying up scrolling late at night and then you're hungry, tired and a bit low on motivation the next day, you're shooting yourself in your foot. Just get more sleep because it makes a difference because it has completely changed the game for me this week. Um, I did have last Tuesday and Wednesday, I had really intense feelings of like anxiety and like, I am an anxious person and I do have anxiety, but this was like really high. 
I was a bit dizzy. I wasn't feeling right. Um, And I think I mentioned on the podcast last week that my fat intake was a little bit lower than I'd like it long term. Um, So I just tried putting my fats up and almost instantly, like the next day, I felt better. And I don't know if they were correlated. It's always a bit, you know, speculative here, but I put my fat back up to where I need it to be on a minimum level. Um, So I averaged probably like... 45 50 grams of fat a day last week whereas before I was I, you know I was like 25 grams a day um for for a week or two and I just think from a hormone perspective that was knocking me out a little bit um and that was causing like a, a bit of a response with adrenaline and cortisol um but whatever whatever it was that I changed whether it was I got more sleep whether it was I increased my fat intake I don't know but that subsided going into the weekend And then at the weekend, I had my first off-grid. It wasn't quite a full weekend, but I did switch all my devices and my phones off from about midday Saturday until 6 p.m. Sunday. Drove up to the Peak District. Um, I went to Mam Tour. I did 10,000 steps. I did some journaling, took a book, got a little Airbnb in the middle of nowhere, Um, had a, a decent array of healthy snacks, watched a couple of movies, went out for another sunrise walk at Bamford Edge, which was beautiful. Um, tough, Quite a tough climb at, at, at points because I did like the long route, but the view was amazing. And it was, you know, the reason I wanted to do those unplugged weekends as part of the photo shoot prep, but probably something long-term as well, was just to let my mind declutter. Not because I don't enjoy spending time on social media, not because I don't enjoy WhatsApping my clients. Like that's, my job I'm an online coach I'm not you know (laughs) I'm not shying away from being online but I just think one weekend a month it's healthy to go away and do it and honestly the stuff that was going into my journal the thoughts I was having the clarity I was getting like I just came back feeling so so good Um, and you know really pleased at how the first month has gone so it was a good time to go away and reflect look at the goals that I set for January look at the goals I set for the year how did it go and and just set intentions for February And now we're about to go into February. So moving swiftly on to Hamburg. So the first kind of, I guess, little check-in point where I'm going to take a bit of downtime. We're going to have a few drinks, going to go out for a few dinners. Uh, I've I've yet to actually check in with with Mike. He will be the one that dictates, you know, untracked days and that sort of thing. But I, I think we'll probably end up going, you know, one or two untracked days. I'm not tracking my food. I'm just kind of making sensible choices, but having a bit of fun and letting my hair down. And this really highlights the power of multiphasic dieting. So go through this process with little checkpoints or checking points where you can call it a bit of a milestone. You can focus your thinking because Hamburg has carried me through at points over the last couple of weeks. There has been a couple of points where I've just been like, oh, you know, I would really enjoy a glass of wine or I would really enjoy just going out for dinner. But because I said I wasn't going to do any of those things until Hamburg, I'm now going to go. I'm not going to kick the ass out of it because I've not been depriving myself, you know, for that long. Um, I've just made a few compromises. So I'm going to go and have a good time and I'm really looking forward to it. And then I'll get back and then it'll be another five or six weeks before my next little pit stop. And then the bulk of the the longest sprint I'm going to go is between my birthday and um Krakow. Although I might actually be going to Dubai in April now for a business um, support weekend with with my coach. So I might have to navigate that as well. Um, but more to come on that. But for this week, 
I think Hamburg is going to be fairly easy. So just a little bit of insight into how I'm going to manage this first kind of like socially active, um, temptation-filled weekend and make sure that I don't come back having set myself back. I'm not expecting to go there and make progress, but I am expecting to get back and be in a similar position to wherever I end up on Thursday. So on Thursday, I'm traveling down to London and I'm staying with one of my best friends and his wife and... It feels so weird saying that still. They're, they're officially getting married in August, but they got legally married recently. So it is his wife. It's my best friend and his wife. Um, we're going out for dinner on Thursday. I'm going to take them into the gym and do some gym stuff as well. And then Friday is when we're actually going to Hamburg, meeting another one of my friends at the airport at Gatwick and then flying out to Hamburg. So one of the ways that I'm going to balance this out is I'm not going to, as soon as it hits the 1st of February, go out for dinner on Thursday and get a bottle of wine and then go to the airport, have beers at the airport and, and all that. I'm not going to do that. I would probably normally do that in a situation like this. I'd probably have a couple of glasses of wine with dinner on Friday, beers at the airport, you know, and then let the, the shenanigans begin. But how I'm going to compromise and keep my head, you know, grounded with my goals is I'm not going to have any wine at dinner on Thursday and I'm not going to have any pints at the airport. I'm going to wait until I get to Hamburg and have my first drink of the year in Hamburg with a nice Steiner in a German pub. And that is going to be way more enjoyable than a glass of wine at a restaurant in London or a pint at the airport. So that's the that's a little way I'm going to compromise. Steps will be kept up. Like we're going to be exploring. None of us have been to Hamburg before, so there will be plenty of steps. Um, I will be taking Friday, Saturday and Sunday off cardio and off training. So that's going to go. Um, but I am going to just do my usual stuff in the run up to that on thir- until, you know, I leave on Thursday. Uh, and then from a food choice perspective, like I probably won't have as much beer as I normally would on 48 hours in Hamburg. Um, I'll probably have like one or two Steiners a day. And then if we do have more drinks, I'll probably have a little bit of red wine or you know, even spirits, gin and gin and diet tonic or something like that. Uh, so I will be making some compromises there if I do have a f- more than a few drinks, which is, it's on the cards, let's say. Uh, and then food-wise, I'm just going to go with like, maybe like one thing a day that's, let, let's call it a bit more indulgent. So, you know, whether that's something sweet or whether that's some chips or something like that. But most of the time, I'm going to keep it controlled. Um, you know, so I might have, find somewhere and have like a, a good brunch eggs on toast with a bit of smoked salmon um i'll have a fairly okay, like light lunch or you know protein based lunch of some kind and then in the evenings i might have something a little bit more indulgent just to kind of balance things out a little bit looking for more like baked and grilled options over lots of fried food um and you know look it's 48 hours so if i can make a few compromises like that have less beer than i would normally have keep my steps up it's only three days off training. Like I highly doubt I'm going to come back having regressed. Um, but that's how I'm going to manage it all. I'm still going to go. I'm going to have lots of fun. I'm going to connect with my friends, have a laugh, have a few drinks, have some good food, break my routine a little bit, and then come back on Monday. And then we get into phase two. So I will obviously update you next Monday on how it all went in line with those intentions. But here is the power of accountability, telling everyone that's listening to this what I plan to do to manage Hamburg and then having to check in with you on the podcast next week and let you know how it all went. But I'm looking forward to it. Um, really, like I say, I'm, I'm proud and happy of how the first month has gone, to be honest. Like, there's no point in me saying that I don't feel like that because it has gone really well. 
Um, and it's got me off to a good start and the momentum is now there and now the focus is there to, to really you know go through the whole process as strong as possible. But I am definitely looking forward to letting my imaginary hair down and having a few bevies with my friends this weekend. So thanks for listening. As always, if you've got any questions on what I'm doing, you know, hopefully it is maybe inspiring a little bit to, to see, you know, how I've managed to tick off all this exercise just by ticking the boxes every day. And, you know, if there's any ideas that I'm giving on how I'm going to manage my socials, my challenges, that sort of thing. Um, I hope it's, uh, I hope it's landing well. And if you've got any questions on what I'm doing, drop me a message on Instagram at in shape with Ryan. And I will gladly give you insights in more detail if you would like them. And yeah, I will leave it there. Wish me luck. I'll be checking in next week after Hamburg and then it'll be time for phase two of the prep. Thanks for listening. As always, catch you soon.